Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. You've read his books. You see him on television. You follow him on social media. And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now. He is Pat Struby, and this is Save Your Retirement, presented by Preservation Specialists. Higher prices continue to put pressure on our individual bank accounts, but also on the Fed, the markets, the economy as a whole. How do you keep all these pressures from putting your retirement plans into a tailspin? Well, Pat has the answer for you today on how to create an inflation-adjusted budget and a retirement income strategy for the future. Plus, we'll talk about changes that are coming our way with retirement account policies. Thanks so much for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby, and I am Jen Rizak here alongside Pat. And Pat, looking forward to talking to you today. I know we have a lot to get to, but hope all is well with you and the family. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're we're full steam ahead on uh, we're back to school. We're in the flow. Doesn't mean everyone's happy every day about, <laughs> you know, whatever classes they have, but uh, yeah, right. it's it's always fun to see the, the uh life through the lens of a 6 or a 7 year oh, yeah. old, but uh we're good. How are you? We are doing very well. Same with us, you know, that whole back to school. My oldest as you know is in college. Yeah. And um you know, sometimes mom and dad just have to field those, I'm panicking over my architecture major and the mm. things that I'm having to do this week. So we, we've had a few of those meltdowns, but, you know, that's just all in the all in the process, all in a day's work, I guess, when they're, yeah. uh, well, <laughs> they're trying it's, to deal it's, with it. It's always a meltdown. It's just a different topic, right? Right. You know, my, our seven-year-old is happy 95% of the time, but the other 5% is melting down, so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, since you brought up back to school, and I'll just bring up a little learning here, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, did you know that they just added 370 words and phrases to the dictionary? <laughs> I did not know that. And there's That's a couple, a yeah. Shrinkflation is now officially in the dictionary. Mm. This is when, and I think this will tie into, it as we get into inflation here today, the practice of reducing a product's amount or volume per unit oh. while you offer it at the same price. So you look yeah. at you know how cartons of yogurt, for example, have just gotten smaller and smaller. Yeah. But the price keeps going up. It's now in the dictionary. Back to school time for everybody right here. Um, Another one, underbanked, not using or having access to a full range of Mm. banking options. That one was a new one to me. I think I've heard of shrinkflation before, but not being (laughs) underbanked. I was the opposite. I'd heard of underbanked. Oh, okay. um, But pretty infrequently. So impressive, Webster's. They're not going to let any word slip by. No, I don't know if they, I don't know if they sell their dictionaries by weight or why. The reason is they just have to continue adding as many words as I possible. I wonder. I wonder if they ever get rid of some as they are adding oh. more in, but I don't know. Um, and some I of don't them see them getting smaller. No, I don't. I don't really see it getting smaller either. Much like <laughs> you know, I don't know things like taxes. Like how often mm. is it going to get smaller and That's go down? Not getting smaller. It just keeps going up. <laughs> Government debt, just like the dictionary, it's going to yes. keep going up. That's right. Um, well, like I said, okay. So shrinkflation. That was one that kind of caught my eye. But we talk a lot about inflation, and this has certainly been something, Pat, that we have talked about so often lately, and it's yeah. continuing. We have seen, again, some additional reports showing that inflation's not really slowing down all that much. But here's the thing, Pat. When when you see some of these reports come out about things like inflation, the average person doesn't really panic. We We might hear about it and think, oh, man, but we don't really panic over it. But it seems like that's what the markets kind of do. You have these crazy days where the markets just go nutty whenever we get some sort of news like that. Talk about that correlation and why the markets tend to react like that when we get some of this financial news. Yeah, I think when it comes to inflation, Jen, you know, certainly if someone's already fully retired, 
they're kind of watching inflation very closely because they're typically on a fixed income. So that's going to affect you more. Whereas those of us that are still working, when there's inflation, that can be difficult too, but hopefully, you know, your income can keep up with that. But yeah, when we talk about the markets, you know, there's a couple of kind of interesting things that happen where generally speaking, the stock market as a whole is not going to be very happy about inflation. Uh, And the reason for that is the Federal Reserve has said their number one goal is to keep inflation in check. Mm -hmm. And by most experts' agreement, um, that means they're going to have to raise interest rates. Raising interest rates just is overall not deemed to be positive for the stock market. For number one, companies love having very low interest rates because then they can borrow to expand and do all kinds of things. So if rates are going up, that just means it's more costly to them. And then the simple, the very simple other reason is as interest rates are going up, that means it may make more sense for you to have your money in things like bonds or like CDs or something and less reason to have your money in the stock market. And so for those reasons, all of these people that are trying to micromanage, you know, and and do these millisecond stock trades and things like that and and Hmm. outtime everyone else, that's the reason that may trigger some drops in the stock market. So it's interesting, but there is logic behind those kinds of moves in the markets and why they've been pretty jumpy lately. Yeah, they, they. I think that's a good word. They have been a little jumpy lately. So what's the lesson we need to keep in mind when we see these days or even weeks of significant volatility in the markets, things get really rocky, it's really easy to start to get worried about what's going on with your money. What do you tell people when it's like that? Yeah, the thing that we always come back to, Jen, when we're anytime we're thinking about, you know, the volatility of the markets, the ups and the downs, of course, most of us don't mind the ups, it's the downs that we care about. <laughs> right. Uh, but the the reality is I always come back to the early chapters of my most recent book, The Retirement Secret, where we talk about where are the different places you can put your money. And everyone wants safety and they want growth and they want access to their money. But the truth is there's no such thing that offers all of those. So the stock market does give you a lot of upside and it gives you access to your money, generally speaking, what you don't have is safety. And that's the reason why one of the most you know simple rules of investing is to don't put all your eggs in one basket, divvy them up, divvy them up as much as possible. And that's what you have to do. So the money that you put in the market, you have to be able to accept the fact that it's going to be volatile. It's going to be up some days. It's going to be down some days. And if you can't handle that, then you need to look at other alternatives. And by the way, there's way more alternatives out there than most people ever talk about. It's not like you have to either put your money in the market or bury it in your backyard. Uh, that's one of the things that we, we love talking uh, to our clients about is, helping educate them on all the different things that are out there because there's a lot of different solutions. And by the way, that doesn't mean that we hate the stock market because we don't. We just think the system has kind of pushed people into having most of their money in the stock market. And there's just a lot of other options out there. And Jen, that's the reason we offer something we call a portfolio stress test. Um, This is an opportunity to have uh, one of our advisors review your nest egg and see what type of risk you're taking and see if you're comfortable with that. And for listeners of the show today, there's no cost, no obligation All you have to do to request this is call 803-9-RETIRE. Again, that's what we call our portfolio stress test. To claim this with no cost and no obligation, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And and Pat, as we talk a little bit about things like these reports about what's going on with inflation and then the stock market reacts to that, we have all these ripple effects that we see with the economy. Going back to inflation, though, as much as that is making headlines today, whether it is something that's causing volatility in the markets or just putting pressure on our checkbooks, we have to think about how much of a risk this could be to our income in the future as well. So when we are thinking about inflation, Pat, how do you help somebody stay on top of this and create that inflation-adjusted budget for their retirement? Yeah, we've been saying for years, Jen, and I know you know this because we talk all the time, but we really think the last you know, maybe five uh, or half a dozen years has been some of the hardest times in history to plan for retirement. You have so much uh, risk in the stock market. Um, you have such low interest rates on things like CDs and things like that. You have pensions disappearing. You have people worried that Social Security is going to reduce or disappear. Uh, the only thing we haven't had to worry about is inflation, and now we have to worry about inflation. So <laughs> we're kind of we're really in a perfect storm right now. But um, yeah, Jen, uh, we always say the foundation to a successful retirement is a written retirement income plan, and that's going to help you. You know, if someone says, "Well, what is that?" Well, that's going to help you look at first of all help you stop and think about how much money do you actually need to live the retirement you've been hoping for and working towards for so long. Um, And then where's that money going to come from? What are the sources? Social Security, pension, IRA, 401k, 
rental income. I mean, there's so many different places. Most people are not going to have it from one place. It's going to be a combination of different places. And then what's that income going to do? Like you said, it's going to have to go up because there's going to be some type of inflation. We have to be prepared for that. And then if you're a married couple, how do you make sure both of you are protected and God forbid something happens and one of you passes away, that that income is going to continue for the surviving spouse. So each of those things is part of that written retirement income plan. So this is something Mm -hmm. we do all the time, Jen. We're always talking with our clients, especially when we're onboarding on how to make sure they're prepared for inflation in retirement. But it's something that we haven't had to talk right. about a lot over the last you know half dozen years. And now things are changing as they as they often do in the world of finance. Right. Because it, it can just eat away at your savings in a way that you don't even realize that it's doing. It kind of erodes your spending power is another way I've heard that phrased. But here's the other thing, Pat. It's not the only risk. It's not the only thing that's Mm. eating into our savings. You think about things like taxes, for example. That's another area where if we aren't thinking about it, if we aren't planning for this and being proactive, it can eat more of our savings than we anticipate. How do we reduce that tax bill? How do we get ahead of that one? Yeah, you never want to assume you won't be impacted by tax increases because you're not a big corporation or you're not quote unquote wealthy enough. And I bet just about everyone listening has a few areas where they can become a little more tax efficient with their retirement money. Our team wants to help you understand the potential impact taxes can have in your retirement savings, learn about ways to reduce or possibly eliminate taxes in retirement and create an income strategy so your retirement income lasts as long as you need it to last. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call 803-9-RETIRE, and we can help you go over your retirement accounts and uncover what possible tax liabilities are in the future. We'll talk about some of the strategies that can help you reduce your taxes down the road. This could mean tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars back in your pocket to spend the way you want to spend it in retirement. There's absolutely no cost, and there's no obligation All you have to do to get started with your tax analysis is to call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that's 803-9-RETIRE. And there is just a short window of opportunity to take action to keep taxes from taking too much of a bite out of your savings. As Pat said, it could mean tens of thousands of dollars back in your pocket. That number again is 803 9 retire or if you want to hear the numbers as you're punching that into your phone, 803-973-8473. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Hi, this is John Farley. For the past 12 years, you've seen me on TV. But before becoming a meteorologist, my first degree was actually in finance. My parents, like a lot of people, didn't know much about the financial world. As a result, they got exploited by some not-so-honest folks. That's why finance has always been a passion of mine. And for the last six years, I've been working with the team at Preservation Specialists to help people just like you plan for your retirement. What I love about Preservation Specialists is that we are locally owned and fiercely independent. That means we simply work for you. If that's what you want in a financial advisor, then give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Don't make the same mistakes my parents did. Work with an advisor who can help get you to and through retirement successfully. 803-9-RETIRE. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the changes possibly coming our way. Just a few years after the SECURE Act passed in late 2019, took effect in 2020 when people were super distracted with the (laughs) pandemic, But now the sequel is up for debate in Congress. So Secure Act 2.0, Pat, some call it a sequel. Some might say it's a redo of of sorts, (laughs) but we're keeping an eye on it here today, right? (laughs) Yeah, and these are things I'm glad we're devoting time to it because it's it's something that there could be a lot of good intentions to this and there may be some benefits from it, but it's just what it really does is it makes a lot of changes and complications. So it's really good for people to just to be aware of what's being discussed. Right. And again, nothing is set in stone. Nothing has been finalized. 
finalized, nothing's been signed, but we just want to talk about some of the changes that have been thrown around. Um, The House and Senate, they do have separate versions, so we don't know what will end up in the final bill. But either way, there are likely to be some more changes. We just got used to some of those changes, Pat, and and we'll, we'll go through some of these here. Here's a couple things that I have found in looking up some of the changes that are coming. So lifting the penalties for early withdrawal from retirement savings for victims of recent domestic abuse, increasing access to the savers tax credit, mandating automatic enrollment in 401k plans at at least 3%, a rate of 3%, and then automatically increasing it each year until the worker is contributing 10% of their pay. So kind of interesting, Pat, because you hear Mm. increased flexibility in some cases and lifting penalties and such, and then you hear words like mandate. So we have a little of of both coming in here with, with some of these changes, right? You're absolutely right, Jen. When we look at kind of the Secure Act 2.0 and some of the major points, the one you hit the nail on the head, the verbiage that kind of rings in my ears is mandating mm-hmm. automatic enrollment. Now, and, and here's the thing, you know, certainly, you know, my personal opinion is generally I don't want the government, you know, requiring any more than absolutely the, the bare minimum necessary. Right. Uh, so them kind of coming in and just saying this is the way it needs to be for every person. I find that to be real problematic. Having said that, I will say, as I've researched for both of my books, it is startling. What Certainly, it's fair to say we have a retirement crisis because the vast majority of us have absolutely no training on financial planning or mm-hmm. how to be prepared for retirement unless it's either a parent or a grandparent says, hey – what are you doing for, for retirement? Right, you right. know, because there, there's just no education on it, and so, you know, people hear these words thrown out like retirement, and, and a lot of times they have no idea what they're supposed to be doing, and and you know the power of if someone starts a four hundred one k at you know twenty or twenty five years old instead of forty or forty five, giving that extra time oh, is wow. a really big deal. Yeah. So that's a it's a real interesting topic to uh, you know how do we figure this out. In my dream of dreams, we'd be having some type of education for people in high school and college. I don't know how long it'll take before yeah. that actually happens. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is interesting. It, it is, I think, an acknowledgement that the current system isn't working. There are people that are very intelligent that are getting into their 50s or early 60s, and they really don't have anything besides Social Security for their retirement. That's a, that's a scary situation. Mm-hmm. And we want to we try and keep that type of situation as infrequent as possible. Right. And it's just interesting to see how some of these changes are being proposed to deal with the financial pressures that people working today and preparing for retirement today are dealing with. A couple other places, a couple other points that I I found here in, again, what's been proposed, nothing has been solidified, nothing's been signed, but a couple other changes that have been proposed, making part-time workers eligible to participate in that 401k if they meet certain requirements. So, Pat, that's kind of an interesting one when you talk about the people who um, maybe haven't been able to do that. Some people weren't eligible to do it because maybe they had to help take care of somebody at home or, or whatever. So, that's kind of an interesting one. And then allowing employers to make those contributions to a 401k for somebody who maybe they're making a student loan payment instead of being able to contribute to their retirement account. So then they're they're benefiting from the match, but they're not able to actually make the contribution. So um, kind of some interesting flexibility and, and some different options uh, being proposed there as well. Yeah, that's this is kind of interesting, uh, Jen, because, you know, when I started Preservation Specialists, you know, it was almost 20 years ago now. And we didn't have any type of retirement plan because it was just me. So sure. there was no, there was no, there was <laughs> no to plan for. Uh, but then as the company grows and you start realizing, well, we, we work in uh, retirement planning, we should have a good retirement plan. So we just set up something basic initially, and then we uh, converted over to a 401k a number of years ago. And uh, it's one of those things where, you know, we think we're pretty smart about retirement planning, but we don't know how to, you know, create a retirement plan out of thin air. So we went to an expert to do that. And most of these experts have these basic assumptions that they make. And so I think this uh, part-time workers being eligible for 401k is great because we found there to be circumstances where someone is too young to contribute to our 401k. They haven't been here long enough or they're not working 40 hours a week. And our, our whole thing is, hey, if someone wants to contribute to a 401k, we want to be able to help them. We want to be able to match 
match that for them. We want to be able to support them taking steps for their own retirement. And so I think that's a great example of every single company. 401ks have a lot of general rules, but every single company's actual plan is different. So it's really good to know what, what's in your plan. We've learned a lot about ours. We've tried to make improvements to ours to allow more participation. And the reason for that, of course, uh, Jen, as we always talk about is there's a lot of underfunding for retirement in our country. And we want to we want to make sure you're getting enough in there because when it all boils down to it, the number one question we get is, am I going to be able to retire? And when am I going to be able to retire? Hmm, right. And uh, if you're not sure when you can retire, that's one of the first reasons someone comes in and takes advantage of what we call our five-step retirement review, which is at no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. This is an opportunity to talk to one of our retirement planners and help kind of see that first step of, of where you're at on your path. Are you on the path to retire when you want to or not? And what are the steps to improve your chances at success? To take advantage of that five-step retirement review, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Remember, for listeners of the show, there's no cost and no obligation. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and we're going over some of these proposed changes with the Secure Act 2.0. Again, you get used to the way things are. They change it. We get used to the new changes. <laughs> now we're talking about doing it again. And here's a couple that I, I really want to spend a little time on, Pat, when we talk about some of these proposed changes. Because the big thing with the Secure Act back in 2019 was the age for required minimum distributions. Mm. Remember back how we always used to joke about how it was 70 and a half and who <laughs> thinks about their half birthday and that's silly. Right. Well, they pushed it back to 72 with the Secure Act. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about doing it again, raising it gradually to age 75 over the next 10 years. Um, So that's kind of an interesting one, Pat, when we talk about, again, first of all, the need, why is it necessary? And then what are your thoughts on that idea of pushing back the age for required minimum distributions from our qualified accounts? Yeah, so required minimum distributions start used to start at age 70 and a half. They bumped it to 72. They're talking about moving to 75. There's never enough time for me to talk about this. <laughs> we, we, we'll have to do a whole show on this at some point. But, uh, you know, a lot of our clients uh, are living off of their retirement accounts, uh, which is where your RMDs, uh, required minimum distributions, come from. So that's not a big deal to them. However, we do have a lot of clients that maybe they have other, you know, more tax advantage places they want to draw from, or we've set up other types of income strategies for them, mm-hmm. and they can't stand these required distributions. And, of course, they always say, how can the government make me do this or why do they do this? And the, the true answer is the government has been letting you defer the taxes and now they want to get a piece of it. And that's, I mean, there's nothing more simple than that. Mm-hmm. So I will say, uh, as far as you mentioned, you know, what's the reason for this? I do think there's logic behind it, which is we're living way longer than we used to, you know, when the original rule of 70 and a half was set up many decades ago. So pushing back that age, I think, is very logical. Now we get to the actual, how do we go about this? Hmm. I will tell you, Jen, it's been a fiasco for investment companies to switch it back from 70 and a half to 72. So if they switch it to 75 and they make it gradual over 10 years, this is, a, <laughs> this is an administrative nightmare. Oh, I mean, no. I can't even imagine how anyone is going to get this right. So I'm kind of fascinated. This is one of those classic examples of the politicians making a rule and the IRS coming into work the next day and say, what, huh? What do you Excuse mean? Me? Like yeah. they, they don't even know how anyone's supposed to process <laughs> So it's this, it could be a train wreck, but I will say the logic behind it makes sense. Sure. But that's one of those reasons we always say we can't imagine how someone reaches this type of age and just handles all their own investments because the complexities of these types of things, and you're responsible for all of it yourself right now, the penalty, if you mess it up, is 50%, five, zero. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be doing that stuff by yourself. And so, you know, having either a investment company or advisor that you trust, those are just really important things to have as you reach those latter years in retirement. That's one of the things that, you know, at Preservation Specialists, that's what we commit to for our clients is helping them make sure they get all of those required minimum distributions taken care of uh, because it's just one less stress that you have have to have later in retirement. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions about your investments, your required minimum distributions, your taxes on your investments in retirement, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We'll offer you a five-step retirement review at no cost and no obligation. That number again, 803-9-RETIRE. More to come on how the Secure Act 2.0 could impact you and your retirement when Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby continues. 
You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Have a question for Pat? Here's an easy new way to ask. Click on the radio tab at retirewithpat.com and record your question directly on the website. That's retirewithpat.com and click on radio. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And as we're discussing today, just a few years after the passage of the SECURE Act, the sequel is up for debate in Congress. The SECURE Act 2.0 has even more proposed changes that could have an impact on your retirement. And Pat is talking us through that today. And I joked, Pat, when we were first introducing this topic, some people might call it a sequel. Other people might call it a do-over. I can't help but think about this. As you know, I have two little boys. This means Jurassic Park is something <laughs> that we are very heavily involved in. Sure. In The Lost World, in the second Jurassic Park movie, John Hammond, who who set up the parks, he is trying to get everybody to go back to the second island, right? And he says, don't worry, I'm not going to make any of the same mistakes that I made with the other park. Mm. And Jeff Goldblum says, no, you're making all new ones. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. He's always so wise. He's so wise. It's just something when we're talking about Congress and the decisions that they make. Are we getting rid of all those mistakes or just are we making all new ones? I don't know. Only time will tell. Well, Jen, and you're really confusing me because first you started talking about Secure Act 2.0. Then you started mentioning Lost World, which I assumed you meant was Congress. And so I didn't even understand the Jurassic Park reference. Sorry, I couldn't resist. We're, we're, we're all over the place. That's fair. The Lost World, the Lost Minds, I don't know. Sounds like the political world. It really does. The out-of-touch <laughs> world, I don't know. It, it really could be. So, Pat, I'll just do a quick recap of what we were talking about right before the break with some of these changes that, again, just proposals, nothing's been passed. But there's talk of raising the required minimum distribution age to 75 over the next 10 years. So, as you pointed out, a graduated endless stream of paperwork and ad administrative changes <laughs> Um, reducing the penalty for not taking your RMDs. Right now it's 50%, 5-0. It would potentially drop down to 25%. And then the other proposal, eliminating the RMDs for your Roth 401k accounts and allowing workers to get that 401k match on a Roth basis. So some additional interesting changes that are being talked about here. Yeah, Jen, uh, this is an extremely interesting one, and it's kind of getting a little bit into the weeds that, mm -hmm. that a lot of times I would say most people don't know anything about this or hear anything about this. And, and I would also say um, a lot of financial advisors aren't aware of it because it's just kind of getting detailed. And this is something, you know, we knew some of this. We've been working on tax planning with clients for years, but it was a few years ago when we brought in best-selling author David McKnight where we really kind of stepped up our game and kind of looked at the more advanced planning. And, and his whole theory is we have this massive government debt as a country. It's exploding in size. Every single expert believes the only possible solution is somewhere someday to raise income taxes on all of us. And a lot of these experts fear tax brackets could even be as much as twice as much as they are now. So what David McKnight proposes is you need to start finding ways to shift money out of all of these tax-deferred places like traditional IRAs and 401ks into something tax-free. And there's really only three places to do that. There is a specially structured life insurance uh, strategy uh, that he explains in the book. There's Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the baseline. So now coming back to what you mentioned, they're talking about two different things with Roth 401ks that I think are really interesting. The first one is eliminating required distributions for Roth 401ks. And I think this is a perfect example, Jen, of politicians in the IRS not really talking before something gets passed and <laughs> no one really understanding how it affects real life human beings that, that right. live in America. Because if you have a Roth IRA, one of the benefits of that is you don't have a required distribution. So you can accumulate money in that Roth IRA and you never are forced to take money out. You have full control over that under current law. However, the Roth 401k, which in every other way works the same as the Roth IRA, it does have required distributions nice. when you reach that age in retirement, which is currently 72. There's zero logic for this whatsoever. And it's, it's really silly, Jen, because the simple solution is 
if you have a Roth 401k at 72, you could roll it into a Roth IRA and now you have no more required distribution. Right. So it really makes no sense. But anyway, that is something where people do get confused. They get caught by that right now. The mm -hmm. other really interesting one to me is the 401k match. So right now, uh, up until not that long ago, the only 401k you had was pre-tax, which is just a regular old-fashioned 401k. And then in the last handful of years, they offered a Roth 401k, which means you can contribute money to the Roth side, which means it'll grow tax-free, mm -hmm. and you can take it out tax-free under certain rules, but you're not getting a tax deduction for it up front. Mm -hmm. uh, so it works the opposite of a 401k. But what many people don't realize is even if you're putting the money into that Roth 401k side, if your company matches – that is not in the Roth side. Right. So everything I just said, I realize is extremely confusing and complicated. <laughs> so hopefully that made some sense. So yeah, what they're talking about is changing that match. And uh, that's never been done before. And, um, you know, someone like David McKnight, I am absolutely sure would heartily agree with that um, because it's just another potential way for us to start nudging that money over towards something that's going to be less taxes in the future. And that's, mm -hmm. that's of course, one of the big concerns many, many people have right now. Well, and it's one of those things that it sounds like we're really splitting hairs here when we're talking about, you know, the 401k match and the Roth benefit of that. But where it matters, Pat, is I'm guessing it kind of surprises you when you start taking money out of that. And then that's when you would realize, oh, now it matters now that there's taxes at play with, with that 401k match that you, you weren't understanding that when it was the money was being put in, right? It, that's kind of where it comes out. That's exactly right, Jen. And, and, you know, we've worked with clients, extremely intelligent people that come in and they've been saving for a long time and they bring their 401k statement in and let's say they're 55 or 60 and they've been putting money in for a long time and you have, you know, it calculates your contributions and, you know, the growth on that. It has the company match in the growth on that. And then let's say they have some that's in the traditional 401k, then they have some in the Roth 401k. You could be a rocket scientist. You could look at these statements and have absolutely no clue what's going on. Yeah, so for sure. it's it is really really complicated. And of course, to suggest that the typical person is supposed to just handle all this themselves and take that pile of money and turn it into their income in retirement is asking a lot. We really feel, and um, you know, I can't count the number of times we've had someone come in and say, "I have absolutely no idea what's going on here," and we can help use that as part of their written retirement income plan and help them see okay, we'll be able to take this pile of money and help you turn it into income so you can enjoy your retirement. And that's, that's what I would say, Jen, that really comes to the heart of what we do as a company is we take all of the financial tools that you've created and worked so hard for, and we help you create a retirement plan so you can actually see how you can retire, which of course, most importantly, we want you to have the peace of mind to enjoy that retirement. So if you don't know how your 401k or Roth 401k is gonna actually help you create your retirement, if you don't have a plan, for how to create that. If you don't have a written retirement income plan, we would urge you, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's the reason we offer a five-step retirement review and a retirement income analysis at no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. Once again, to take advantage of that, call 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. That number one more time, 803 803- Nine retire, or if you want to hear the numbers as you're punching that into your phone, 803-973-8473. Pat, we've been talking a little bit about some of these proposed changes with Secure Act 2.0, and the main goal for this and the original Secure Act, the stated main goal, is supposed to help more people do a better job saving for retirement. Of course, we'll just have to see you know, how, how helpful that really is, but... Pat, that's the big thing. How do we know if we've saved enough? This is supposed to be a tool to help. But for people who are already getting close to retirement, how do they know if they've saved enough? Yeah, that's that's really one of the biggest questions of all, right, Jen? I mean, in my, my last book, The Retirement Secret, that's kind of my starting point, which is to explain the reason I, I felt like there was a need to write the book was we coined the term the self-funded retirement plan, which is essentially that we're all kind of on our own, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it used to be, you know, having, we had confidence in social security. We had confidence in our company pension. And most people can't say those are both true statements anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, what ends up happening is we essentially become our own pension manager. And uh, I don't know a lot of people that are comfortable with that idea. So uh, how do you actually know when you have enough I would propose that, you know, just putting that into a Google search, 
is not simple enough because, you know, it's not like you can say, well, once I have a million dollars, I know I have enough or whatever right. that number is, because we need to know a lot more about what you want. If you want to just, you know, sit in the rocking chair and look out at the yard and not spend any money every month <laughs> and have a very simple life, that's going to be completely different than someone who has been saving up and they have a bucket list and they want to travel the world and things like that. So we're all different. That's why we talk about building custom built retirement plans. And that's why we always offer retirement income analysis because it's too individualized, it's too complicated to know if someone's saved enough without going through those steps. So they're all very important mm -hmm. uh, because the, the last thing we want you to do is to retire and not be prepared. We want to make sure you can retire and have complete confidence in that retirement and then the peace of mind to enjoy it. Right. And so, Pat, let's just talk real quickly about the pieces, the components of that comprehensive retirement income plan. We need to have something to work with, right? We need to have something saved. But just talk about those other key pieces of what you would consider to be a comprehensive retirement income plan. Yeah, that's that's a great question, Jen. I mean, if we're talking about an income plan that is fully comprehensive, uh, we have to start with talking about what your retirement's going to look like because we have to figure out how much it's going to cost you. So what kind of things do you want to be doing? So it's kind of a fun conversation to have. Um, next, we need to talk about when do you want to retire? And of course, you might say yesterday, but <laughs> that's obviously not possible unless you literally retired yesterday, in which case, congratulations. And then we also have to then talk about, you know, if you're single or married, we want to think about, do you have longevity in your family? Because of course, it's much more common to live to 90 or 100 now. We need to make sure you absolutely never run out of your money. Uh, we need to talk about inflation and how things are going to get more expensive over time. Uh, if you're married, we have to protect your spouse uh, in case one of you passes away. And then uh, we have to figure out kind of the, we have to dig into, uh, we have to shake around in what we call that financial junk drawer that you have. What are all the things that you have? Uh, what are your social security benefits? Do you have any kind of pension benefits? And then all of your nest egg. Do you have a 401k? Do you have a Roth IRA? Do you have a brokerage account? Do you have CDs? All that stuff. We got to see what are all the resources you have available to you. And then we can help you put that together and see if uh, you're prepared or not. So those are all just the first pieces to figuring out when you're going to be able to retire. And the reality is most people are missing that written financial plan, that plan that you just described for us. Most people, nearly 70% of people don't have it. And without a plan like what you just described, people do tend to feel less confident about their future, Pat. That's absolutely right, Jen. And we know a lot of you are worried that you haven't saved enough or that you won't even be able to retire. We know most people don't have a written financial plan and a written financial plan can help you feel more financially stable. So you don't have to be one of those people worried if your money will last or if you can even afford to retire. We have a process for helping you create an income strategy, and we start with what we call our five-step retirement review. We're offering it today to listeners of the show at absolutely no cost and no obligation. To get started, just call 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, at no cost and no obligation, that five-step retirement review, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. Medicare is still great insurance, but original Medicare has one major flaw. It never pays 100% of the costs like an employer or an individual plan does. So what people do to fix this is to add either a Medigap plan, also called a supplement plan, or a Medicare Advantage plan like you see on TV. What these plans do is to put a limit on how much you can spend each year instead of having an unlimited 20% in co-payments under Medicare Parts A and B. The advantage of a Medigap plan is that you have predictable costs when you use services. Costs can be as low as $198 in 2020. However, the premium costs will be higher than an Advantage plan at about $100 to $120 per month at age 65. The main benefit of an Advantage plan is its low premium cost. Plans can have a zero premium or go up to about $50 per month. However, the cost to use the plans can be high as $6,700 in 2020. So what's best for you? It depends on your needs and your situation. I'll be reviewing both types of plans in future Medicare Minutes. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. Miss a show? Listen to Save Your Retirement online at your convenience. Go to the radio tab at scpreservation.com. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder 
of preservation specialists. And Pat, something that I think is kind of funny in the world of finance, there are some things that can positively impact one group of people while negatively impacting somebody else at the same time, right? You think about there's somebody out there benefiting from credit card debt and higher taxes and higher interest rates. There's somebody who can be hurt by those things mm. financially as well. So it's just kind of an interesting place that we sometimes find ourselves in. I'll share with you a quick example from the lending world. Uh, Wall Street Journal had an article about credit card debt continuing to fall. Credit card debt keeps falling, which is awesome news. That's great news for everybody. Mm except the lenders. <laughs> the credit card companies are kind of freaking out about this. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one to think about. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. There, there is always uh, two sides to every coin. And that's a perfect example of that because you know certainly as balances on credit cards go down, that's as a financial planner, I would say, kudos to everyone yes, for doing right. that you know it takes it takes hard work to do that the other thing i would say is of course that's not good for credit card companies but right. then the next question would be if there wasn't stimulus and things like that does that mean people are spending less is that bad for the economy Ooh, and so yeah. The, yeah so there's a lot of layers to that and it'll be really interesting to see with our economy how that trend continues mm -hmm. uh, in the future and if if it's a dip and it comes right back up or if it's something that continues as people have different habits going to the future yeah yeah well you know and ha so how do you talk to your clients about addressing things like that that high interest debt and that credit card debt before they get to retirement. Yeah, so this comes back to kind of financial planning 101, which is really the first thing you can do is sometimes, you know, when I'm talking with friends or, you know, at a birthday party or something and someone hears what I do and they'll immediately go to you know, what do you think about the market or what do you think what, about Bitcoin? All that yeah. Price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Free well, and, and not only that, but it's always like a specific investment question. Right. And the reality is a specific investment decision is way down the line. You know what I mean? Before we would never start talking about a specific investment decision because the point of financial planning 101 is let's lay everything out. Mm -hmm. Where do you stand right now and where are you trying to go? And of course, where are you trying to go is the fun part, right? You right. know, most of our clients were talking about retirement. Hey, what do you want to do? And we need to know that because it's that's affecting what it's going to cost. And so then it helps us build that retirement spending plan. But part of it is also understanding where you are right now. And in most basic terms, that means what do you own? Do you own your house? Do you have a 401k? And then what do you owe? Um, do you have a mortgage on your house? Do you have um, high interest debt, like credit card balances and things like that? So that's kind of where we start with everyone. And then to your, finally getting back to your question, Jen, I promise <laughs> I, I always come back eventually. Okay. <laughs> um, then the question is, okay, well, what about high interest debt before retirement? Well, that's a big deal. You know, the reason debt in retirement is a problem is because the more payments you have to make to your debt, that means the more income you need in retirement, which probably means the more taxes you have to pay, and it puts more pressure on your nest egg. Mm -hmm. So um, you can have a very successful retirement and have debt, uh, but it's going to be easier with less. And yes. so there's a lot of different ways to think about that. Uh, we want to try and retire higher you know, credit card debt and things like that. But how we would go about that is different for everyone. If you have home equity, uh, maybe there's a way to take advantage of low interest rates on home loans. Um, and then do we want to try and pay that off? That's probably one of the most common questions we get. Hey, we're about to retire. We have this much equity. We have this much mortgage left. What should we do? And there's a lot of different ways to get to that, right, Jen? I mean, you could try and figure out a way to pay it all off. Um, you could try to increase your payments to pay it off faster. Um, the other option we've had with some people is we take the opposite approach. We say, you know what? Interest rates are really low right now. What if we finance out, that out over 30 years and just spread the payment out so it's as low as absolutely possible? And mm -hmm. some people might think that sounds crazy. But I will tell you, I have clients that still have their original 30-year mortgage, and they're, let's say, 29 years in. And you know what's funny with inflation is how tiny that payment sounds now. You yeah, know what I mean? Because <laughs> if they started a mortgage 30 years ago, it might be like a $500 oh a gosh. month payment. And yeah. now here they are, and they're thinking like, oh, it's no big deal. It's like a car payment. Right. So um, yeah. so that's where it's interesting to look at it from each individual family's situation uh, and try and find the best way for them to navigate it. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, here, Here's another one. We hear low interest rates referred to as a double-edged sword because they are good news for borrowers when we talk about people who want the mortgage, that type of thing. But they're bad news for savers. So talk about how that works, how that is a double-edged sword. Yeah, this is one, Jen, that I think about often, which is not all of, but most of our clients are in the baby boom generation. Mm -hmm. And man, have they gotten the worst deal in the world <laughs> on interest rates, yeah. right? 
Ask a baby boomer what the interest rate was on their first mortgage. I just had someone in the office the other day, and it was 15%. No. Can you imagine (laughs) what the payment would be at 15%? That's insane, right? So now here they are paying 10, 12, 14% on their first mortgages when you want a low rate on your mortgage, right? And now they're about to retire. They've busted their tail for 40 years and they're about to retire. Well, at least you get to take advantage of high interest rates. Oh no, no. the bank is paying 0%. But if you want to lock your money up for five years, you can make 1% a year, which of course means you would need to have millions and millions of dollars to be able to live on the interest. So it is an unbelievable uh, circumstance that the baby boom generation has found themselves in. And man, that is hard. So that requires some planning to navigate that. And I think that's, you know, something that anyone close to retirement should be thinking about. Yeah, such a great thing to be thinking about. Tell me a little bit about some of the the strategies that you might talk to somebody about to help them navigate those low interest rates. Because that, (laughs) you set that up perfectly. That is such a huge, unfair challenge for retirees today. It is. And I think this is a big one, um, Jen, where I would go back to my, uh, from Save Your Retirement, my villain we don't talk about as often, antiquated Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy is the old-fashioned uh, financial professional who says, hey, just put all your money in stocks and bonds and cash yeah. because that's what we've done for over a century. Well, guess what? The stock market is at all-time highs. Now, mm-hmm. it could keep going up, but it could crash. So we can't put everything there. Bonds are yielding for most people around 1% to 2% a year, and most experts think their value is going to go down as interest rates rise in the future. So you may get no return on bonds. Oh, and cash. Yeah, we all know that's paying nothing, right? (laughs) 0.000. So what are you going to do? And so this is the time to understand that there are other options out there. There are places where you can have your money in something with very low risk or maybe even some type of company guarantee where you might be able to make two or three or four or even 5% per year, potentially on average. And there are investments that are not guaranteed, but do not have the volatility of the stock market that might be paying four or five or 6% dividends. So those are the types of things that someone close to and in retirement, they need to know about those things, Jen, because they are just so different than those old standards. So that's the kind of thing that we think is important. The other thing is thinking about your emergency reserve. If you're the type of person that likes to have a lot in your emergency reserve, you know the banks are killing you right now because they're not mm-hmm. paying you any interest. So we kind of talk about layers of emergency reserves, having money maybe in the house, then having money in the checking account, and then maybe a money market. And maybe we have some money somewhere else that's going to at least earn something. But you can get to it if you have an emergency. And then if you have your house paid for, maybe you have a line of credit on the house that you could pull money from in an emergency because the rates aren't very high. So it's just time to to think of things differently, I think, is the way I would summarize that, Jen. Let's talk about taxes for a second, Pat, because we sometimes hear these, um, and and this takes me back to my reporter days, back when I would Mm. cover state government, and you would would get these reports, and then you would see, I'll say other reporters, because it wasn't necessarily me, but all the (laughs) other ones who would talk about the uh, the good news about more tax revenues coming in, and uh, good news with more tax revenues coming in at a higher level, and uh, revenue surplus, and blah, 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 and you know, that is good news for the government entity that gets to spend it. But again, uh, carrying on our theme here, look at the other side of the coin. Where'd that money come from? From taxpayers <laughs> who don't get to spend the money themselves. And nobody wants to point that out. We know that paying taxes are part of life, Pat, but what impact can taxes have on our retirement savings? Well, um, unfortunately, it's a bigger impact than most people realize, I would say, Jen, because, yeah. uh, you know, it's been said that there there really are two different tax codes uh, in the United States. There's a tax code for when you're working, and then there's a tax code for when you're retired, because they just act so differently. Um, and most people aren't informed of that. They, mm-hmm. they don't understand. They have no reason to know uh, until it actually impacts them, yeah, <laughs> you know, when right. they're actually retired. So this is an area where if you're already retired, there may still be things that you can do. But if you haven't retired yet, then this is really something that you need to be aware of is how your income is going to be taxed. And I always like to say, you know, when you're working, 
it's kind of simple. We all just want to make as much money as we can. And of course, if it's through a job, then it's going to be taxed and there's really nothing we can do about it, right? right? So there's, there's not a lot of proactive planning going on there. But in retirement, it's totally different because if you think about it, you for most people, um, you can get your income from many different sources. You have your choices of when to take Social Security. Uh, if you have a pension, you may have options of how you take that income. And then how you structure your nest egg could all be taxed very differently. You can have um, tax-deferred accounts like most people have in 401k and IRA. You could have regular old savings like at the bank or in a brokerage account that's taxed every year if you get a 1099 on it. And then there are areas that can grow tax-free like a Roth IRA. Being thoughtful about that and how you divvy those things up can have a just massive effect on your retirement. I mean, we've seen uh, projections with our clients that could literally mean hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference uh, of, of paying less taxes by being more proactive about it and that money being instead in their pockets or in their family's pockets after they pass away. So this is this is something that we just think is is one of the most important things. To your point about government entities, man, they are they are good at spending and they are just getting better and better at it. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we we don't we don't trust any politicians to say that they're going to balance a budget or anything like that. Yeah. And the scary thing is that the debt levels of our country are at record levels. They are they are escalating very fast. And if those interest rates go up, uh, we as a country are going to have a major, major problem making those interest payments. Um, so uh, I, we think that they're going to be coming to us at taxes because there's not a lot of other solutions. Right. So now is the time to be thinking about this and be thinking about how can we protect ourselves in the future. Gosh, and it's just crazy to think about how much overlap there is with all of these things uh, as we're, we're talking about taxes and uh, our nation's debt and how that plays into those interest rates that could come due at some point. Uh, this really speaks to the need, Pat, for a comprehensive plan and the the good news is that's exactly what you're able to help people create yeah and you know jen i used to think uh, when i first started doing this right out of college that the point of the comprehensive plan and the point of what we do is to save people that money but i realize now that's really important but what it really is is to give people peace of mind yeah. to let them understand they they actually can retire they can actually live their life they can actually spend time with family do things that they want to do and uh, enjoy themselves and not stress out about it and so that's what it's all about our custom-built retirement plans have five different areas all designed to give you that peace of mind to make sure everything's been covered that you have no stone has been unturned and making sure you're protected in all those areas and we try to make it as easy as possible to get started on that path all you have to do is call us at 803-9-RETIRE and that, that gets you set up for our five-step retirement review and there's absolutely no cost and no obligation for that first step once again all we have to do to get started is call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number, 803-9-RETIRE. And be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat. I'm Jen Rizak. Thanks for joining us here today. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialist is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. Preservation Specialist is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc. Both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.